If you've been listening to We Don't Know Sports for a while, we got some bad news. The death of Mr. Brown. We'll fill you in more about that later, but we got to talk about Vince McMahon, and it's just about time for the Super Bowl. This is the We Don't Know Sports podcast. Stay tuned. Oh, it's a sad day. Are you guys sad? I am so sad. Biggie, are you sad? There's a tear in my beer. You don't I'm, drink beer, though, Biggie. I'm well, gonna, you called me out. <laughs> I'm going to go home and listen to Tony Braxton unbreak my heart. Dude, Tony Braxton, back in the day. Oh, yeah. Not 9.9 out of 10. Like, maybe 10. I'll just give it Is she like four foot nine or something? She's She's small. I don't know. When I was a kid, there were still music videos, and I swore she was 5'7 and hot. Mm. Speaking of short people, we don't have Mr. Brown with no. us <laughs> ever again, apparently. Oh, he's dead. Um, you he's know, dead to me. I, we, we're not going to reveal much. Maybe you have to tune in next week, but we might have a alter ego, a different person. He's still the same guy to us, but it, sometimes you just got to make a change. You know, The Undertaker went from being the dead man to the American badass. Is this his American badass phase? His American badass phase. Is he going to come out to Kid Rock? No, because we don't have the copyright to that. No, we we can't. We can't afford that. Although the music might go for less than it used to nowadays. True, true, true. I did see where uh, Kid Rock and um, who's the guy that had the Try This in a Small Town song? Morgan no, Jason no. Aldean. Jason Aldean. Yeah. They're doing a like a show or a music festival in Ashland, hmm. Kentucky. Really? About 45 minutes down the road, an hour down the road. Well, we should head down to that. That's some good Appalachian yeah, American I, fun right there. I feel like there's another really good country music singer that I'm not familiar with that's on the card as well. A card. It's not a fight. You know what I mean? Do you know his name? You're thinking I can you look it fun. up. Where's my phone? I don't know his name, but he gave me chlamydia. <laughs> that I didn't say that. I, I will look that up. But uh, you know, special shout out to our boy Mr. Brown as he he has the flu and it is the flu season. And I, hey, when's the last time you've had the flu? Uh, seven years ago. You remember that well? Yeah, Just seven years ago. Did you want to check the math on that? Seven years ago. What about you, Mongo? Hmm. The year was. 2012. I had swan flu when that was a thing. You had swan flu? Like the year that people weren't supposed to get it because you were going to die? Yeah. I had hallucinations. The The ceiling in my house had gorillas on it and shit. It was, it was pretty wild. My fever was 104. And uh, when it broke, I felt like a million bucks. I was still sick as hell, but I didn't think I was dying anymore. Oh, I'm sure. 104 is... That's... Uh, that's like brain melting temps. Yeah, that's, that's getting close. That's what my wife said at the time. But uh, maybe that's what's wrong with me now. That damn swine flu and its uh, lasting repercussions. That's probably it. But uh, you know, we we got uh we got a couple things I, I want to get off my chest today. So we we have the Super Bowl in real time. You know, coming up uh, next week. You know, this is that weird week in sports where people don't talk much about anything except for Radio Row. And remember a couple of years ago, we had Darren Smith from uh, the Kansas City Star or something like that. Uh, he's on the, Facebook. He's happily back to Facebook Row again this year. We ought to try to reach out to him. I'm sorry, Radio Row. I saw on Facebook that he's back. But he's Happily. the he's the beat uh, reporter radio guy for the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, and he was kind enough to talk to us a couple times, but like it was so bad, like the Wi Fi, and he kept complaining about Pat McAfee and uh, AJ Hawk making too much noise. So every time he was trying to talk to somebody, it was just a mess. And the next week, he was like in his little man cave, and he came back and talked to us. He was he was a nice guy. So shout out to Darren Smith. Follow him on social media. I don't know what his handles are, but all you got to do is look for the guy in the nice suits. Yeah, he has this deal he does with uh, Patrick Mahomes where they kind of have a suit off every time they're on a road game, see who has a nicer suit. And uh, he gets really into it. He dresses really nicely, and he also likes to uh, do a little bit of handicapping. So if you can follow Darren, go for it. He's a good follower. Remember when you used to not be able to do handicapping if you ever talked about sports? And now our Super Bowl's in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, ever not supposed to gamble. Athletes aren't supposed to gamble. And now there's a team there and a Super Bowl there. 
and soon to be another baseball team, right? That's I right. I didn't know if Vegas would ever get a Super Bowl after the All-Star game, NBA All-Star game of 2007, 2009, somewhere in that range. I forgot all about that. that. And Jones getting arrested, dropping, making it rain in the freaking uh, uh, clubs. I, I'm surprised the NFL, I'm not surprised, but to go from where that was 15 years ago to an NFL team and a Super Bowl in that city, like there's, I was listening to the radio, Petros Papadakis. He comes on with uh You know when I first learned Petros Papadakis was the show Joe's versus Pros. Oh Papadakis. Nice. Pop, is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah, he used to play for USC, I believe. You got him, baby. Yeah. You remember him from USC? Yeah. Because I don't. Yeah. 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 He comes on with uh Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, two pros and a cup of Joe. But you've talked about that show forever. And I don't that, even know what time it comes on or where if to find it. We ever make it on actual radio. That's us, only we're better than them. Uh, Papadagas is pretty good, though. He's been around a long time. He has. I used to listen to him on Fox Sports Radio about 15 years ago. He, I remember he started, he had like the late night gig, and then he slowly worked himself up in the rotation. Because yeah. He's, uh, I'm not trying to discredit Petros at all, but he's also the kind of guy, and maybe this is why he's successful. If you, if AI created a sports talk, person like it's petros papadakis he's just papadakis snuffleupagus i don't know but he's just i don't very- know his name <laughs> but he gave me chlamydia <laughs> that's twice you've said that tonight i got the rest of your lineup for this country festival uh so jason aldean leonard skinnard uh, is how many original members of leonard skinnard is in leonard skinnard uh there's got to be like one and that's it it's definitely not the singer. I know that. I mean, hot damn. It's been 50 years. They're all dead by now. Mm. Well, some died in a plane crash. Yeah. I remember that. Well, I don't remember. I wasn't alive. It wasn't. So, when did that happen? That was, was in the, was in the 70s. Here, but you guys ever seen the movie Con Air? Of, of course. Cameron okay. Poe. So you just talked about Leonard Skinner dying in a plane crash. I don't There's know what you're going like to say. a movie where a bunch of convicts are listening to Leonard Skinner who died in a plane crash. What actor said that line? That's what I was trying to think of. I figured you'd know it off the top of your head. It was Steve Buscemi. Remember, he was the crazy guy. They kept them locked up away from everybody else because apparently he rode through four states with a little girl's, you know, head on his head as a hat. Okay. Do you not remember Con Air? I haven't seen it. Are you shitting me? Well, you all haven't seen the league. Okay. That's a a cable show that was on FX. And we're talking about Nicolas Cage. Peak Nicolas Cage. That is peak Nicolas Cage, though. Late 90s, when you had The Rock and Face Off, Gone in 60 Seconds, Con Air. Where were you? Oh, that's right. You didn't have cable as a, as a child. That's right. I and did. you didn't have money to go to the movie theater. We were just busy churning butter. <sighs> Maybe we can still get it on VHS for you. I do have a VCR. Do you really? I do. Do you ever use it? Does it work? Um, I look at it sometimes. <laughs> Do you know how to program the clock on it? I don't have a remote for it, but I can push the buttons. I can make it play. I can make it stop. You still remember. Do you get chills like when you slide a cassette tape in there? I get some. <laughs> <laughs> Blow on it first. No, you don't have to do that on the VHS. That's a Nintendo cartridge. Well, that's that era. All right, more. I got more. I got more on the the Ashland, Kentucky concert. We got sidetracked with Leonard Skinner, Kid Rock, Brantley Gilbert. That's a big name, right? I don't know. You've heard it though, right? Nope. Have you heard the name Brantley Gilbert? Yeah, Brantley Gilbert. He a big country name. Okay. How about Travis Tritt? Everybody's heard him. I've heard of him. Uh, Gavin Adcock. Never heard of him. Holt Ford. That's cock plus one. Adcock. Yes. Sadie Bass, Bass, and LV Shane. That's all I got. Mr. Brown, I'm using your flask. Mm. Did he get you that? He did. What is what is on your flask? In memory of Mr. Brown. Yeah. yeah. It is uh, a bunch of different state parks around West Virginia. Can I, can I see it? It's Babcock, New River Gorge. Yep. Hold on. Here you go. I like Babcock, man. That's... um. Babcock State Park. Google Google that image, everybody, and you can set that as your screensaver. It's, There's an innuendo in there somewhere. That's we're seeing too many things with cock in it. We, we gotta stop. Quite Babcock, Adcock. I'm done with that. 
All right. So do you guys have a prediction for the Super Bowl? Uh, I mean, I know everybody's going to get exhausted hearing about this for the next two weeks, but let's just go ahead and get the cat out of the bag. It's it's the Chiefs, right? Like you buy the script. Are they just going to ride it all the way or do the Niners get one? Or I feel like the NFL needs the Niners to lose so everybody can talk about uh, Brock Purdy being a game manager. Again. Well, a little, little recap of the championship games real quick. All uh, that Detroit. Oh, you know, we had our Lions fans on. Yeah. And, uh, I, stay tuned. Uh, I, I will put a voicemail from some of them in the show periodically. They so. had it in their grasp. And Dan Gamble. He Dan Campbell. You know what? You're wrong. <laughs> you know who Jackie Smith is? Jackie Smith. Tight end. Cowboys dropped a, uh, what have been a game winning touchdown pass. I do. In the long run in the Super Bowl from Roger Staubach. The yes. only reason that you know his name is because they lost that game. And their head coach, Tom Landry, wasn't crazy like Dan Campbell. Josh Reynolds, the ball hits you to hands. They went forward on fourth down, just catch the damn ball. Next drive, third and 10, wide open, hits him in the numbers. Yeah. He drops it again. All of a sudden, he thought he played for the Chiefs. So it's not the play calling. They went for it twice on fourth down. The first one, Reynolds is open. He hits him in the hands. The second one, uh, down 27-24, take the field goal. 100%. But uh, Josh Reynolds all of a sudden forgot that he was an NFL wide receiver. I think if if he kicks that field goal on the first one, you don't really care about the drop. Well, and that's the thing. I, I, I 100% agree with you. I was watching the game with Isaac, my, my oldest son, and you go into the halftime, you're up 17. They come out, get a field goal. So six minutes, seven minutes into the second half, if you kick the field goal, you're up the same thing you were at halftime. Kick the field goal. Sometimes being aggressive, being the alpha, is taking the field goal. That's Here's where I'm at with that. Dan Campbell, he calls the same game no matter who he's playing, no matter what team it is. On one hand, I respect that. But the 49ers are a different animal. The playoffs are a different animal. I feel like you've got to call a little different game against a defense like San Francisco in the playoffs. Can I agree and disagree with that? Because, Absolutely. Because the thing is, like, Dan Campbell is the reason why we're even talking about the Lions. That's right. Like, they, they have been in NFL Siberia for our whole lives. You can't hate how Dan Campbell coached that game. And then be surprised that the reason he coaches that way is the reason they're in that yeah, game. That's how you got there was from all that. Now, were they stupid calls? And do you make those calls uh, when you're on the road in that situation? No, but if they go the other way, then people, you, you remember how we used to talk about Riverboat Ron? I mean, it, it'd be dandy Dan Campbell making these big dick calls. And, and next thing you know, the Lions are in a Super Bowl and everybody's losing their shit. But it just didn't turn out that way because to your point, like you're playing the Niners, probably the best team all year long in the NFL, along with Baltimore, who also had a terrible, terrible weekend that we'll get to in a second. But, you know, uh, it, it's, you kind of got to pick your pony that got you there, though. Like you can't stop betting on the horse now. No, I mean, he was going for it on fourth down deep on his in his own territory during the regular season. Well, even against Dallas uh, in yeah. the first round, they were doing some questionable you know, play call, and they won that game easily. But it's like, why are you going for two, and why are you going for it on fourth down in those situations? But, you know, I, I think if you're a Lions fan, you know, nobody's as bad as it was, and a lot of talking heads are saying it's like the worst playoff coaching they've ever seen. And yet nobody's saying fire Dan Campbell. Doesn't Biggie kind of look like Dan Campbell a little a bit? A little bit. A little bit. hat on and everything. He looks like Dan right Campbell. Here. This is our Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. I wish I was 6'8 with that body. Is he 6'8? Yeah, there ain't no way he's that tall. Google him. He's 6'8. Mm, I'll Alexa, do that. How tall is Dan Campbell? Dan Campbell is 6 Six feet five. That's still a. Hey, if he was five. six eight on four no, pounds, if he was, <laughs> <laughs> if he was a professional wrestler, he'd be built at six eight. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about Vince here in a minute too, because that that's some shit. But uh, I, I wanted uh, to go to just that. to add into the whole. I know he should have taken the field goal. The doggone ball on a fifty-one yard reception went off your defensive backs like face helmet thing, and he caught it. It just you talking it, about Brandon I yeah it it was a that was I think doesn't get touched and fumbles the ball like of all the things if you were cursed 
those happened in the second half for the Lions. Talk about Dan Campbell's coaching, the decisions he made off the helmet, the fumble from Gibbs. That is like the Billy Goat ran the wrong. It just people want to talk about scripted. That there's no way that play was scripted. Oh, all right. I want you to throw it down, bounce it off his helmet. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk's going to catch it. Yes, that's how they drew it up. That's how they drew it up. Yeah. That's that's how that's the Buffalo Wild Wings commercial. Yes, that's 100%. on the on the prop bets that was that was in there. <laughs> mm. Do we have prop bets on the Super Bowl? You have those? I do. Well, we'll get to I'll those. We'll, we'll get to those. In a second. I have one question for you before we kind of move to prop bets and we get into. We got to talk about the Ravens. And I want to talk. Who Ravens. had a worse weekend, Lamar Jackson? Well, or Dan? We Camp? put it up. We put the poll up, and overwhelmingly. It was Detroit overwhelmingly because like the, the Ravens were playing the chiefs and maybe you, you, you kind of look at it a different way because it's the chiefs and they're always in this situation. Like, is this the fourth super bowl in five years? Like that's ridiculous. Like I, I put a post out on social media where I said, I accept what the chiefs are now. You know, I'm not trying to like, remember all year we were talking about how they're a different team. They didn't feel right. And they, and that's all true. But even like the worst version of the Chiefs, apparently still better than the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, I feel like I'm gonna say though, Ravens had Ravens had it worse. Um, they they had they a, close game, a close game with a Super Bowl champs. Um, Lamar threw some bad interceptions, some very bad interceptions, and on top of that, you had uh, the defense. I mean, and it wasn't, they were obvious penalties. They were obvious penalties. They were. What about, uh, who's the, I, I'm drawing a blank and Isaiah Likely's head stuck or name stuck in my head. Mark uh, Andrews. Uh, no, no. The receiver, um, Zay, uh, Zay's flowers, Zay flowers. Uh, how, how about his game? Fumble going into the end zone, then got the taunting penalty when they're down to the 10. He had a little, one of those. He thought he was playing on the blacktop instead of under the lights in the NBA game kind of thing. He he made he made some boneheaded decisions, uh, but that's not exclusively why they lost. No, uh, he also made some great plays. Yeah, too. because he like you wouldn't have been first and goal without him making right, those plays. Right. But do you remember that one play when the Chiefs had the ball? And I think it was it was either the third and one or fourth and one. I, I cannot remember. And they just took a shot downfield, and I can't remember who who even caught it, but they almost backpedaled and just fell down, and that ended the game. Yeah, like so. That's you talk about being aggressive. Andy Reid with the game on the line, a game on the line. They decided to chuck the ball downfield because they were playing, you know, eight in the box, stop the run, don't let him get the first down, and they ended up uh, putting it away like that. But you know, is, is the narrative going to continue about Lamar or like? How many teams would just be happy to make the AFC Championship game? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, you, you called it out, Biggie. Social media, at least for what we saw, like it, it got vitriol very quick. Like it was like all of a sudden, it, all of a sudden it was uh, Lamar can't win. We, if you had a quarterback instead of a running back, and the race thing came into it, it got a little out of control. It went from league MVP leads team to the Super Bowl to that's why you can't win with the running quarterback. In about twelve seconds, uh, it's it's uh, but you knew it was going to happen. Read a defense. What? He's not smart. All these the all Ravens the fans got very quiet very quickly. Unanimous <laughs> MVP. We all thought that, right? Yeah, people were saying that no. he didn't win the MVP. Now I did not. You I did, did not. I didn't think he was unanimous MVP. I well, did not. Uh, is that? Do you think he's the MVP and just don't want to say unanimous? N no, well, I so don't even think. He's who the do MVP. you think? Who do you think? I feel MVP? like that defense carried I, them. I, all right, so there. so Mongo, a defense cannot be an MVP, right? So who is your MVP if not Lamar? Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. That's fair. That's fair, but you know, it kind of goes back to the Niners are in this mode where whether it's Debo or Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey, like you could just sit there and talk about how many weapons they have. And it kind of hurts the amount of credibility they get for MVP because there's so many options there. So, I mean, do you think he really has a snowball chance in hell or do you all those options were there? Um, with the exception of, I mean, Brock Purdy wasn't there until last year. Neither was Christian McCaffrey. And uh, they both came along. Now they're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, around the same time. Uh, they would have been in the Super Bowl last year if Brock Purdy wouldn't have got hurt. I'm convinced of yeah, that. Yeah, I think they would have too. Debo was there, though. Uh, George Kittle was there. Dude, you watch George Kittle block people. 
he's 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 a bad man. I know people get pissed with him because he's not like the greatest tight end fantasy player, but he's got his moments. But man, he was just putting people like he put Aiden Hutchinson on his ass several times, several times in that. But while we're uh, stalling for time here, Biggie, did you pull up your uh, fantastic prop bets for the Super Bowl? Are you still I'm, working? I'm doing that right now. You're because doing that I right got now? overloaded with Taylor Swift, and I'm trying to go to a different site to get a little bit of a different perspective. Well, while you're uh, trying to find your prop bets here, uh, I- I'll, I'll just stop you right there. One prop bet for the Super Bowl is Will Travis Kelsey winning the Super Bowl with against City Chiefs propose no Taylor Swift no Allah Boise State no really? against Oklahoma in the Fiesta no that is a prop bet the prop bet should be what's the odds on that clicking on it now I mean maybe the prop bet should be if they kiss but we just saw that so that's probably a guarantee if the odds get. of Travis Kelsey proposing to Taylor Swift were uh plus 1060 according to Canada based covers.com. Uh you can't trust those Canucks. Sorry, Canada. Uh Canadians are fucked. Like, there's no better <laughs> freaking zone than have the United States. Yeah, we're Canadians and we're not offensive, and we just like to live and have our maple syrup. You can do that when the United <laughs> States is between you and everybody else. What? Uh, Biggie, I've also seen that exact same thing on our social media feeds. <laughs> I, I know exactly what he's talking about. He saw something on social media that triggered that thought just now. Okay. That's what that okay. was. So the the prop bets are always fun. I saw where somebody was putting $100,000 on the coin toss. So I'm going to run through a few of them right here. $100,000 on the coin toss. Well, on a 50-50 flip. Yeah. Like, I, I wish I had that money. There is a prop bet. I can't believe this. That's well, like the MVP mentioned Taylor Swift in his speech. So what you're saying <laughs> is, does Travis Kelsey win MVP? Because nobody else is mentioning. That's very possible, though. What's the odds on that? Uh, yes, plus 650, no, minus 12. That's better than the proposal odds. Let's keep it going. These are fun. Will Taylor Swift make it to Super Bowl on time because she's coming? Damn it. Are these all Taylor Swift? (laughs) Yeah, I must have clicked on the wrong one. (laughs) Now you clicked on the one you wanted to. Uh, She's doing a uh, show in like Japan or China. There's a 12 hour time difference. They're not sure if she'll be there by kickoff. Is there a prop bet on whether she makes it by kickoff? Yes, there is. It is a plus 750 whether or not she makes it on time. Mm. I'll mm, see those odds will definitely move. You know what you should do? Is on- there one on a plane crash? <laughs> wow, Mongo. <laughs> really? I'm really? Just, if it's, I mean, if it's like 750,000 to one, how much, you, how much you want to put on that? I put a dollar on that. I put a dollar. Wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What? If, I mean, that's some scripting right do there. Do you feel like you would be responsible for someone's death if you bet on a plane crash? Could- that's kind of messed up. Yeah, Vegas is listening right now. Oh no, somebody! I'm picturing somebody with like an old timey ad machine, like they crunch the numbers and they're coming up with the odds right now. They got like a green visor on and the a long cigar. receipts coming out. Yeah. <laughs> Ching! Nobody can see me. It's okay. Maybe they're watching the video. Uh, we are on video. Are, are we done with the Taylor Swift prop bets? We are. I'm on the athletic Thank now. They're on five. So. Biggie likes the athletic. Do you subscribe to that? Uh, somehow I got tied into it. And so you stole well, somebody's password. Okay. $1.99 a month. Mm. But uh, people Keep- make fun of it, including Pat McAfee, but I enjoy it. So I ain't knocking it. I'm just, I was just asking. All right. So I'm going to give you first team to reach to weeds to weeds. Ah, damn. I'm going to get food. Uh, <laughs> first team to reach 20 <laughs> points. Niners are a plus 100. The Chiefs are a plus 120. Neither making it as a plus 875. <laughs> Do we think this is low scoring? Is this going to be a 16 to 10? Is it going to be like the Rams and uh Well, Patriots? the over-under is set at 47 and a half, which means we think one of these teams is at least hitting 20. San Francisco is going to score some points. I don't know about the Chiefs, but San Francisco definitely. They both get over 20, but I, it's a coin flip as far as who makes it first to me. All right. Pick one. Just okay. pick one, and we'll move on to the next. All right. Who's the first of 20 points, Niners or Chiefs? Chiefs. Niners. All right. 
Will there be a punt return touchdown? Yes, plus 1,400. No. I say no. How many punt return That's touchdowns have there been in, in Super Bowl history? There have I think, been I think one. One. two, apparently. Two. All right. Ray Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod and Richie James. Uh, which team will be the first to challenge a play? Man, this is deep in the profit. I mean, that's, mm. how are you going to predict that? They're each a negative 115. Who are you taking? Who's challenging? I, I'll go Niners this time. I don't know. Um, I'm going to go, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not betting on that one. <laughs> All right. Here's if you're betting on that that's one, call 1 800 gambler, everybody. I've already betted on this prop. Uh oh. I have already played. Did he say wagered? He did. Is that a word? I bet. I have bet wagered. Wagered. I've already wagered on this. Uh, first touchdown score. I'm going to give you five names. Run CMC plus 350. Isaiah Pacheco plus 650. Travis Kelsey plus, or I'm sorry, Pacheco plus 550. Kelsey plus 600. Debo plus 800. Hammer CMC on this. George Killer. 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 George Killer. Uh, I feel like it's either going to be CMC or Kelsey. Yep. Uh, but I'm hammering CMC on this one. I hammered uh, CMC as well. I, I saw one, or I didn't see, I heard on the radio a prop bet where you could bet on, will there be a touchdown scored from inside of three yards? And I feel like that is a great one to get in on. There's definitely going to be a touchdown inside of three yards. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, next prop bet, Brock Purdy interceptions over under one and a half. I, I'm going to go under. Mm. I don't think he throws a pick in this game. I'm going to go under. Patrick Mahomes interceptions, 0. 0.05. I'm going to go over. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say he throws one. And I'm not saying that Purdy's going to have a better game than Mahomes. I just think that they're going to be I, – I think I think San Francisco is going to be a little more conservative. All right. Uh, my favorite prop bet ever because you can't predict it. Is it Gatorade? I talked about this earlier. Is it Gatorade? The, the Gatorade. What color do you guys think? Yellow, orange, orange, clear, yellow, orange, orange. red, clear, clear. Or purple. Give me the Which clear. What is the favorite? I'm right Barry now? Bonds. Give me the Which clear. The favorite. Orange. It's clear. Purple. Purple. Purple's the betting favorite right now. Is that because the logo for the Super Bowl was purple? Mm. Is it a conspiracy that it's a whole thing where the Ravens aren't in it, so it's going to be purple Gatorade? Blah blah blah. Yeah, this one's for you, Lamar. (laughs) I I don't know. Is there do the do the do the people that make these bets? Do they like study what Gatorades are being consumed throughout the year? Like, how do you how do you come up with the odds on what Gatorade gets dumped, or you just go off of? previous Super Bowls, like, I want that job. Let me sit in a dark room somewhere and review tape of people getting Gatorade dumped on them, and I'll come up with a mathematical formula to let you know the odds. Can I do that for a living? That sounds incredibly difficult. I have three other prop bets for you. Is Are any of them Taylor Swift related? No. Okay, we can talk about them then. All right. These are uh, historical record perspectives. Jerry Rice holds Super Bowl record for receiving yards in the game. I believe it's 212. Uh, there's an over under. Will any receiver have 150 or more yards? Uh, so there's you know how many times that's happened? Like three. It's only happened once. Well, only with it's only happened one time. Okay. And so I and you would think like recency bias, the modern explosion of NFL offenses, you think, but you know what holds true, damn it? Defenses still win championships, and, and we see that every Super Bowl. You'll see a defense kind of show out, and I, I would take the under on that. I, I mean, just history's on my side. That's all I'm saying. Does a tight end count? That's a receiver yeah. catching yards. Anybody. It could be CMC. Doesn't matter. Anybody. CMC's not catching 150 yards. Or I was just simply stating that it could be anybody. But, I, I mean, I could see him cl- – Catching 75 plus. No, the question is, will a receiver catch more than 150 yards? That's the prop bet. Mm. What's the plus how many? It's like a plus 850. That's not good enough for me to take that. So you're under. Yeah. That's the right decision. All right. I have two others for you. Will the game go to overtime? No. There's only been one, right? And that guy was a 28-3 game. Yeah. No, we're not we're not going overtime. I don't even need the odds. And then wait, Mongo's got to answer. It's not going to overtime. Thank you. Okay. 
Then the other one, do you know who holds the all-time record for passing yards in Super Bowl? Mm, Tom Brady. Thomas Edward Brady. <laughs> he I got excited. I saw your erection when you asked the question. <laughs> He's wearing sweatpants. That's why the camera plus up yards here. does either quarterback. Well, there's multiple prop bets. I'm not going to go 500 because that's crazy. Does either quarterback throw for the Kurt Warner, which is the 414? No. I think the defenses are too good. Yeah. No. Like we we weren't even sure how much they're going to score. Like I think it's I think 47 is the right over under. I think it's like a 24-20 type game potentially. That would be the under. Uh I mean 27-20 gets you the push, right? So I mean I I don't see that type of game producing a 400-yard passer. I don't believe it's scripted. Oh, are we ready for prediction? Well, real quick, how many times has Purdy or Mahomes thrown for 400 this year? Zero. That's yeah. So yeah, get out of here with that. So yeah, you want to start us off? You got to predict sure. the final score. I don't think it's going to be a necessarily close game. Maybe Chiefs make a run at the end, but I feel like the 49ers, the 49ers dominate the Chiefs. What's the final? Final score is going to be 34 to 24. Okay. But it, it doesn't even feel that close, is what you're saying? No, no, it doesn't feel that close. I feel like this game is a uh, flashback to when the Chiefs went to Super Bowl and played the Bucks and lost 31 to 9. All season long, the Chiefs have struggled to barely beat teams. They got into the playoffs. They beat a depleted Dolphins team. They beat a really good Bills team. And they built a, beat a Ravens team that didn't know how to win. They're going against a Niners team that hasn't played a good game at either game of the playoffs. This is the game. This is the reason Shanahan's there. This is the reason John Lynch stayed. This is the reason that all those guys that have been traded there and played for less money are there. The Niners win this game 37 to 16. 27 17, Kansas City. Oh, and I'm going to tell you why. Slurp on that cock. We've been doubting them all year. I have learned from the error of my ways. They said they couldn't win on the road. They did. And everything you just said is the reason why Kansas City is going to win. San Francisco, just like Baltimore, doesn't know how to win on the big stage. These guys haven't been there. Guess who's been there multiple times? Multiple times. I'd say 70% of the roster in Kansas City has been in a Super Bowl, if not more. So they're going to they're gonna act like they've been there. San Francisco is not going to – that you can't go two weeks in a row and start in a hole, and that's what's going to happen. Because we've seen it before. When teams get into the Super Bowl, sometimes it takes them a whole quarter or maybe a half to get settled in. The, the lights are the brightest. The stage is the biggest. And I, I want San Francisco to win. Okay? I'll say that very clearly. I, my rooting interest, which is very low, I will root for San Francisco. I will not be sad if my pick is wrong, but don't doubt KC, man. You can't doubt. And and if you believe in the script, everything that's been going on all year, it's not culminating in this moment. What type of shitty story writer would have the Chiefs lose at the end? It's like when they made the movie Dodgeball and the first script, they had them lose uh, everything at the end, nobody was happy. And then they had to change it to where he bet on them and they lost, they won all the money. You know, no, the audience is going to walk out whenever San Francisco loses because it's not the script. The third time it's a charm. Kyle Shanahan was up 28 to three, managed to shit that down his leg. He was up 20 to 10, managed to shit that down his leg. What do you think's in his head? This time, no, he's let those demons are screaming at him. They're pulling him. They're dragging his ass to hell, and there's nothing he can do about it. And I want Shanahan to get the dub. I do. I like the 49ers. I like their moxie. I like Brock Purdy. I, I like how people. Uh, white boy runs football. Let's just. Did you see his wheels in this last game? Him running for first downs and making magic happen? Like, look, either team can win, but Kansas City, you've seen it before. They're they're the Roman Reigns of the NFL. You might be tired of it, you might be exhausted, but they are the constant, and they're going to continue their thousand day reign of being at the top of the mountain. So, do you know where the money is? Where the money's at? I haven't looked. Uh, are you looking at Pick Watch? I looked at Pick Watch. Are you still uh, betting the spreads in the playoffs? I am. I'm. You moved up. I've moved up. What do you rank now? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Lucky thirteen. I ain't listening to anything you say then. Okay, because because what do I know? Not a damn thing. It's all luck. 
It's it's clearly luck. There's no way someone right. could just do that for the whole year and be it, successful. If I was Vegas and it was scripted and I was shaving points and I could influence the outcome of the game, 61% of the money is on the Chiefs. So I would want the 49ers to win if I was Vegas. One. Two, half the Super Bowls, half the Super Bowls have been won by quarterbacks on their rookie contract. That's a big number. Mm. Really? Yeah, half the Super Bowls. So damn. What and the last like what about the last few? Is it still been like that? Because I don't want to compare to like 30 years ago. Well, Mahomes and Brady have taken quite a bit of the last few. And um Mahomes was not on his rookie contract for the last one. He was for the first. Yeah. And then all the ones Brady had, you can't count. I'd no. say Eli Manning wasn't on uh rookie deals when he no. was winning. No. Um uh who else we got in there? Roethlisberger was on a rookie deal when he won his first. One. Well, he wasn't even the quarterback in that game. Antoine Randall was. I don't. I don't even remember. Yeah, he he was the best passer he, in that he game. He had the one touchdown pass. Okay. When they played, I, I think Roethlisberger threw like. Yeah, I think Roethlisberger threw like sixteen passes. It was it was. You look at Aaron Rodgers when he ran. I, I think that's probably his fourth year in the league. He might have been. Like on a, a he could have been on a rookie, a rookie deal. deal. Yeah, he could have been on a rookie deal. Uh, Russell Wilson was on a rookie deal. Drew yep. Brees was not on the Saints. Oh, Peyton Manning was not. Nope. Joe Flacco was on a rookie deal. Then he got paid big time. <laughs> so is that what you want? You want Brock Purdy to get Joe Flacco money for the Niners? And well, let's pay him like he's Nick Foles. Big dick, Nick Foles. I could be wrong, but I believe Brady had two on his rookie deal. He did. Yeah. Actually, he had three. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I would question that. I th- uh, he was re-upped, so no, you are correct to question it. But uh, did you just call yourself wrong? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I made him second guess himself. That's what I do best. <laughs> uh, it was, but it's Fast. been quite a bit. Uh, that that's one. Um, I don't think the running quarterback is really an issue here. Running quarterbacks usually don't win the Super Bowl. Um, neither one of these is really a big runner. No. I saw Brock Purdy last week. I did not. Brock Purdy was running, baby. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> no, nobody did. That's why I was so damn effective. He looked, he kind of looked like a Patrick Mahomes style run. Just kind of weird. Yeah, run. just awkward. I, you know, I got to get this gripe off my chest and then we'll take a break because I got to take a piss and we'll come back and talk about Vince McMahon because holy shit, that has been ridiculous. If you BBC. but the I'm not even reading the text or anything, but I will say that um the the state of the way they treat quarterbacks, how many times this year have you guys watched games where a quarterback will get close to the sideline and people just like pull up short because they think they're going and then like Mahomes has been a killer at this where he runs to the sideline and then when he gets about three or four yards away from the paint, what does he do? Turns back in, turns it upfield. And nobody hits him hard. Josh Allen did that in the playoffs this year. He kind of did the uh, Kyle, the fake slide, whatever, the picket fake slide thing and went for a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like you, you got to, I'm not saying we need to kill quarterbacks, but even with all the rules, it hasn't, how many, uh, we talked about this on the show multiple times, half the league was missing their quarterback, you know? So, I mean, the, the rules you've put in place haven't really done anything to help. And I, I'm not saying I want to see it like in the 1970s, but do you remember that? I've seen it a lot this week, that clip of Brady. Where he gets his helmet knocked off against Bills. Yeah, and he just he doesn't no look for a flag. flag. He doesn't no even look for one. Flag. He doesn't even look for one. But as, as years gone by, like 10 years later, Brady would just get like touched, and he's immediately looking for the refs like, yep. you want to throw the flag? But back then, he'd get decapitated. And he was like, well, at least Mo Lewis didn't cause internal bleeding like he did for well, Drew. I'm getting up. There was no flag on that play, but nowadays that guy would be suspended if he hit uh quarterback going out of bounds like that. Yeah, it's uh it's it's out of control. I'm, that's just my gripe right now. I feel like they need to adjust it, but they're not going to. So this is the last show also before the awards. So I want to ask your ask your opinions on that. I've told you who my MVP is. It's CMC. Oh, it's Lamar Jackson. For you, it's Lamar. Lamar, Lamar for you as well. Okay. Rookie of the year, I think we're all. Uh, I don't think that's even debatable. CJ, CJ, uh, like that's that's unanimous. Yeah, is there anybody even in the conversation? Dude, 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 dude. Coach of the year, for mm. me, it's Dan Campbell. Yeah, it's got to be. 
Lions won a division 12 games, had not won a division, hosted a playoff game in 30 years. It's Dan Campbell. I'm with you, 100%. Stefanski for me, and the, and the, probably one of the surprising. Oh, I mean, yeah. You can make that Spun argument. Four different quarterbacks. That, yeah. yeah. You can yeah. make that argument. You can make that argument. I uh, hear you. But. Comeback player of the year. Big discussion. So, well, the. If the criteria is death. So the AP hasn't done theirs, but the uh, the other organizations that do it, uh, they gave it to DeMar Hamlin in a lot of these. But I, I've said before, like, I think it's it's what you do on the field. And look, they, the Buffalo try to do that stupid-ass fake punt with DeMar Hamlin to try to give him a highlight because what has he got, like three tackles on the year? Like I, Two, I believe. Two? I think it's Baker Mayfield. It's, it should be Baker Mayfield because he – a single hand had the mark. You turned me on to Baker Mayfield as far as comeback player of the year. And I'm with you. There's, there's no one that touches him. Yeah, And even the playoffs, he didn't play bad. No. Like a friend of mine who is a huge bills fan was talking about this and I saw it online. And if you've seen the Jake Gyllenhaal where, uh, the movie, you talking uh, about road road the roadhouse roadhouse, no, the, other one. the new road. You seen that? Yeah. Line? Yeah. So after Jamar Hamlin tries to run the fake punt, doesn't get it. There's one where it's him and then it flashes to this movie and it's the little kid telling Jake Gyllenhaal, I wish you would have stayed dead. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. It's just like, wow. (laughs) I'll show you guys the clip. Wow. My my point being, the only reason that we think of Jamar Hamlin in that spot is because of him getting hurt on the field. And it's it's great that he's still playing football. Oh yeah, this it's a great story. For people who went from one year to the next and actually progressed. He had three tackles on the year. Now I think he's a prime candidate for next year. You know, if yeah. he's if he's able to resume being like a starter and getting back into it. But like, imagine if if like he walked away from football, like that's the award. Like, yeah, I th- I don't think anybody really wants that award. Um, but I, I'm just not going to be shamed into having to give it to him because he almost died. It was sad. It was tragic. It was terrible. Say what you will. I, I think awards should be like, if you want to give him Walter Payton Pan, or Walter Payton man of the year award for whatever, like that's fine. But I, I just, I think results on the field matter. That's all. Did you say Walter Payton Walter, Manning, the Walter Mayton panning, yeah. uh, something like that. No, I feel like, uh, it is. The Namar Hamlin thing was one of the most memorable moments probably in football history. Did you watch that live? Oh, yeah. Dude. You were there, weren't you? No, I wasn't there. Beaver, Beaver our was buddy there. Beaver was okay. there. I was watching it in, in my basement, and I just remember, like, they showed the replay. Him got up and fell down. I immediately knew. I was like, this isn't good. I think this could be something really bad. Yeah. And then as long as it took... Uh, man, our fantasy football championship was decided because of that. Yeah. It was so ridiculous, but, um, you know, it's, it it was a tragic thing, but it was one of those things. Uh, I remember watching like old UFC fights live back in the day. And sometimes you would see like a really bad knockout and I was like, oh, they're going to outlaw this thing now. Like, cause I thought they killed somebody in the octagon. And just like there, you thought DeMar was, uh, done. And like, when have they ever canceled an NFL game before? Yeah, I mean that, that's unheard. Of. So if he like wins it, it, it is it was a memorable moment, and and I got to say that Close next time. closest thing I can think of was when Adrian Peterson came back from his ACL. From his ACL that was a pretty memorable season. But he had a little bit better stats than Demar Hamlin, quite a bit, quite a, little, a bit. little better. Little yeah, his rushing yards per a, average <laughs> rushing yards were a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, his yards per carry was higher than the amount of tackles Demar Hamlin had. So that's, that's all. And, it, and his rush on that fake punt. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say though, if Demar Hamlin wins, I ain't going to write a letter. I ain't going to be mad. I ain't going to be upset. I get it. It's just, that's not the perspective I share when it comes to this award. I think we're all in agreement there. Yes. Here, here. All right. I got to take a piss. I'll be back. Ooh, I came back inside and I had to turn the damn kerosene heater off. It was like 75 degrees in here and we're all wearing hoodies and pants. And I, I know it's uh February now, but it's actually like 45 degrees outside. Well, you know, we could, uh, we could thank the heater. We could also thank someone who never has any time for us anymore, but he's the one that stuffed the insulation everywhere. Cause it itches the shit out of my, eyes. are you talking about your boy? He's yeah. just randomly showed up. Hi. 
Must want food. Or He's something. not on camera. He doesn't want to be on camera, but I haven't seen your boy in months. He's uh, but he does have the record on the uh, basketball hoop right back here, yep. and I feel like the record on there is fake. I think he got on a step stool and just went dig, 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 make the points count because it's it's physically impossible. I used to enjoy the weekly runs where you go back and forth as far as who was going to make the more. Yeah, I, I can't can't hold a candle anymore. I can be when we get done oh, here. We got four of us. We'll have to play some NBA Jam. We could do that, or it, uh, yeah, we need to play NBA Jam. But that that's neither here nor there. So I'm actually, better left handed than right, and I'm right handed. That, that means you're not good. That doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> that just means you're really bad, or you're ambidextrous. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. Or that's amphibious. Amphibious. <laughs> yeah, you're amphibious. <laughs> you know, sometimes I like to when I. Like at the end of a, like a long sentence, I like to put a long word at the end, and that's why I think photosynthesis is <laughs> okay. Then, well, that's fun. Uh, you came and watched the uh, Royal Rumble with us on Saturday. I did. That was. Did you have a good time? I did. That was uh, that was a crazy setup, isn't it? It was. Friend of the show, uh, Harp Attack, uh, has his man cave. Have you ever been up there, Biggie? Nope. I've been got- to the outside of his house because I had to pick him up one time. Describe the man cave. Stadium seating in the back. It's, it's very large. Cincinnati Reds themed. Yeah. How yeah. big is the screen? What what inch would you say that was? It's I'm gonna say over a hundred. That's maybe two hundred. I'm going to go with 120. Yeah, it's a it's big old, big old screen. Nice. I, I used to have a hundred inch screen and it wasn't even close to that. So we watched the Royal Rumble. We actually got excited for it. Pretty much went the way you thought it would. But the reason why I'm bringing that up is because Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who just a year ago was being mired in all kinds of controversy because there was all these rumors they were going to sell the WWE, right? And then when they were looking at the books, they're like, what's this missing $16 million? You remember that? Yeah. They were like, oh, that's for some NDAs. You don't need to know about that. So he'd been like writing checks and paying off girls for who knows how long. And I had recently watched a show on Vice uh, Network that was the Nine Lives of Vince McMahon or something to that effect. And I, I think this time he's finally done. Like Tom is catching up with him. He's pretty old. And, you know, if you don't know the story, girl came out and said that he had been using her almost like sex trafficking right did you read any of the story about it like wrote her into the contract is that the one wrote her into the contract i thought you said road right <laughs> could have <laughs> could yeah. uh like I, there's these text messages and and I, who knows who knows what's real you can screenshot anything but vince has a track record of this now so i'm not inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt and knowing what i know about vince Mongo, you've been down here before, and we've set up uh, on YouTube and watched like some really weird Shit, wrestling yeah. stuff in the past. You know, Triple H having sex with a corpse. And, Very uh, disturbing stuff. You know, you know, Vince one time wanted to do a storyline with Stephanie where he was the father of her pregnant child. Man, maybe he is. I mean, that checks out. Do you remember the story back in the day when Macho Man allegedly had a thing with Stephanie? Yeah, he popped her cherry. Yeah, that's what they say anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, you then know, he mysteriously died in a car crash <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> you got to play the long game. <laughs> like, I, I was watching this deal. It was on uh, Terry Donahue from like the early 90s, where because Pat Patterson is gay, but that didn't come out as really public knowledge until right. the last 10 years. First but, intercontinental champion, Pat Patterson. There was a guy who was fired from the WWF at the time. And the reason he was fired is because he wouldn't let Pat Patterson fuck him. And then they went on TV. And of course he had nothing uh, to prove this. And it was Vince McMahon on there saying, where's your proof? Why didn't you tell me? And he's like, you offer me $160,000 not to come on this show. With you. <laughs> I mean, this is like 30 years. Oh, of but like back then, like, so go through the trials and tribulations that Vince had. So the steroid stuff. And everyone thought Hulk Hogan is going to testify against Vince McMahon, but for some reason he didn't. And I have this distinct memory of Hogan just always going over and always being the champion. Even like when Yokozuna and Bret Hart had a match at WrestleMania, somehow Hogan walks out the champion. You can say what you will about wrestling, but Vince pulls the strings, right? And there's a reason why he does things. And then, you know, you have the um, WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it, goes public. 
And then here we are years later. Well, I mean, let's stop there. Even in the uh, newer era in the 2000s, you had the plane ride from hell. And if you know the details about that, like how nobody went to prison over that fiasco, this was post 9-11, right? Here's the thing. If it if uh, he doesn't go public, you don't find out about this 15, 16 million. You never find out about it. They went public. And so he could become a billionaire. Plane ride from hell. They're up there drinking. Uh, you know, Ric Flair's flashing flight attendants, asking him to touch him and this is the uh, Kurt Angle and Vincent McMahon wrestling match, right? No, that's a different one. Okay. This was uh, Mr. Perfect and Brock Lesnar wrestling and slamming against the door. Thank God it wasn't one of those Boeings with the door it's flying all, off. It's all over. <laughs> but uh, they they were at 30,000 feet and they knew the pressure wouldn't let the door open. But, you know, the wrestlers didn't know that. Uh, and the problem was that flight got delayed at the airport, they couldn't take off for weather or mechanical issue or something. So they destroyed the liquor cart. So they had to get another one. They hadn't even taken off yet. Wow. And so this is like a play. If you've not seen anything about the plane ride from hell, Mongo, it is worth the, the, the time spent to watch it. I'll have to check it out. So, you know, Vince survives that, uh, you know, the, the, the Crispin wad, the CTE and the concussion stuff. Well, that's the thing. Now they, Chris Benoit no longer exists. Even though he was a champion at one point, he's been written out of everything WWE. Yeah. How do you write Vince out of everything WWE? They are. They scrubbed him. Like if you go to their website, he don't exist. Now they haven't gone as far as like putting the, you know, notice like on the pay-per-view, like uh, there is some upsetting images because Chris Benoit headlined this pay-per-view. Like, but yeah, they don't talk about that stuff. So I don't know how you do it with Vince because he was the greatest heel in wrestling history. Uh, but you know, he's also a dirty pervert and, you know, he paid off them girls with those NDAs and the $16 million or whatever. And maybe some of that was legit. Maybe it's just saving face. You know, his wife was getting in politics and whatnot. Uh, but now you have this coming out again. And this girl, this woman is showing these screenshots of Vince, like sending to like wanting, like, we're going to run train on you. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. And like, I know he's like almost 80. But don't you have to have some sense where you don't text people things like oh, this? Yeah. He's like wants texts where he's wanting her to take as many as she can, like yeah. like she's like a and he, surge protector. Yep, yep. And he's making it racially charged, and he's talking about John Laurinaitis. We think it just says John. Maybe it's John Cena. I don't yeah. know. I, it's pretty sure it's John Laurinaitis. He's a dirtbag. But you know, how does he survive these things? And and is he going to survive this? So he had to step down from TKO, which is the new company where UFC and WWE merged. But he's still controlling interests with shares and things like that. Triple H is still in charge, but Stephanie's not working there anymore. She stepped down, but like, like he's got to just stay away now, right? Well, it's for the first time since really the creation of the WWE WWF when he bought it from his dad over 40 years ago that a McMahon isn't running it. Yep. And honestly, the, a year ago that happened and he, what happened was they wanted to merge and he slowly started coming. They let trips, trips ran it. Triple H was running it. And then like when they started to get closer to the deal, they needed Vince to come back because he's the one really pulling all the, the strings behind the scenes. And once the deal got done, you know, he's not really involved in the day to day anymore. But, you know, he's, he was on the board of directors uh, and, and, you know, they had to put out a statement and they had to, you know, he, he stepped down, but let's be honest, you know, they, they probably he's told him you got to get your ass out of here. Oh, yeah. not, I don't think he's running it now. I think it's too much oh. collateral damage. I, here's the thing with uh, Vance. I wonder how deep it goes because we all thought we were going to see Brock Lesnar at at the Rumble. Yeah, he didn't show up at the Rumble yeah. because, uh, you know, he was linked to being one of the wrestlers that, uh, you know, he was he was sex trafficking the this girl or other girls for. My favorite meme of the whole week was the, the splice of the Sopranos when they were eating dinner and you had the waiter wearing the camera. And instead of the Sopranos eating, uh, it was Vince and Brock and Craig. Have you seen this? I have not. I'll, I haven't saved. It's the greatest thing ever. But uh, that's how it kind of feels like Vince is kind of organized crime, right? Like he just gets away with what he wants to. I mean, this guy, he does have nine lives. It's incredible. But I guess money will buy that. Down to at least like one or two left now. So I mean, I, I, most of those lives are gone, I'm sure. I mean, he's, it, he's it, it explains a least. lot of things. I read this article that talked about the reason that Shane, Shane O'Mac, 
was really big into it in the early 2000s and then basically just left just, the company. The story was he wanted to go do his own thing and make money, and he went to China with some startups yeah. and stuff like that, whatever. But he never actually wanted to do that. He wanted to be the next McMahon to run the company, but his dad was such a douchebag and would not quit doing the stuff that he's now busted for that Shane left. The story goes that in front of execs who control the money flow of the WWE, Shane would call his dad out on this stuff, and Vince was having none of it. Fuck you. You ain't my son. Get the fuck out of here. That's insanity. But, like, are you surprised by any no of this? No son of mine. I'm sticking it in wherever I want to. I mean, Vince is a guy that sleeps, like, five hours a day and and just lives. You know who Vince is? A guy that's never watched a movie or listened to a damn CD. That's who he is. Who is Vince? In terms of uh, sports team owners, he's Dan Snyder, Jerry yes. Jones, Dan Snyder, Jerry Jones. There's two eyes. I think he's Dan Snyder because of all the shitty stuff that yep. he's got caught for. Yeah. Jerry Jones might have done it, just ain't got caught. Jerry Girl. Jones has got Zach together a little. Yeah, he's a little more polished on that. You know, <laughs> Dan Snyder, not so much. Not so yeah. much. But you know what? They're both going to still be billionaires by the time it's all said and done. It doesn't matter. I think the only thing that sucks is like wrestling is in this rejuvenation period where there's a lot of eyes on the product now. WWE is actually doing really good. Like for the first time, and like we went to a a party where there's like 15 people there. Oh yeah, watching the Royal Rumble. I couldn't imagine doing that like last Something year. Something that they know is scripted. Just like the NFL. Yeah. But we still enjoy it. It's still entertainment. Absolutely. It's just like a movie. I enjoyed it. It was it was a good time. But uh, I, I just, I don't understand how Vince has th these many opportunities, these many chances. Um, well, to me, Vince is John Gotti. He's Teflon Don. How many things can you throw against him if they don't stick to him? I mean, I something's got to stick eventually. I mean, eventually the track record's got to matter. You can't, like, if it's a one-off thing, like, think about the Trevor Bauer story, right? Like, he got kind of punished without being proven guilty. And he might have done something he might not. But anyway, everything got dropped. But, like, his life has forever changed because of that. Nope. Vince's life ain't changed. Well, no, at his age, he don't give a shit. He don't. He can keep on doing what he's been doing. He don't care. Do you think that's what he was doing this for? Do you think like he was just at that point in his life where he doesn't care if he gets caught or not? So he's just like, whatever. I'll get these. I'll hire these women and they'll sleep with my wrestlers. No, that's good shit, pal. I mean, is that what it is? It could be. Um, I can't remember it. Clippers owner. Donald Sterling. Yes. He died though, didn't he? He did. I he's think. dead now. Yeah. But yeah. he didn't. <laughs> they, they took the team from him. Yeah. That was another Dan Snyder-esque yeah. type thing. Robert Sarver. But he was saying all kinds of stupid things about, you know, black players and things oh, like yeah. that. He's just, he's just dumb. Like, yeah. he's just stupid. Like, I don't know. Vince been wilding for like 20 years. There was do-rag Vince. I saw this thing today. Vince and it was, has said the N-word on live television as a script. Like, they organized and planned that. February's Black History Month, so it had its do-rag Vince month. Like, come on. He did that stuff and he never got penalized monetarily or anything for it. Socially or anything. Yeah. Nothing. I I mean, you said it. He's Teflon. Teflon Vince is, I don't know. I don't even know if he's going to die anytime soon. I, I he's one of them guys you thought like as soon as he steps away from wrestling, like it's probably over for him. You know, we say that about a lot of people when they retire, right? Like they don't have that passion to get up anymore and go do something. But like, I don't think Vin I think Vince is going to live to a hundred. I think his mom lived to a hundred. And even with all this stuff going on, he's still going to be around. They're going to, you watch, it'll be five years from now. They'll be doing the hall of fame and they'll put Vince in the hall of fame and they'll wheel him out there in a wheelchair. And he'll just say, that's good shit. That's how it's going to be. You think so? I mean, no, I, the track record, the I think they keep him out without of him. I'm sorry. I just don't know how you can have WWE or WWF without Vince. You can try to erase him, but there's no erasing him. I think he's the Barry Bonds of the WWE now. He still exists. He's still a great but the thing about, but he's the, not going in the Hall of Fame. But the ah, thing about like WWE, that. well, he it's his Hall of Fame. He can do whatever the hell he wants. That's true. I elect myself. Remember when Hulk Hogan got in trouble for uh, the the tape with his son, where he was saying all of the racially charged yep. things, and then so WWE was like. 
no, you, you can't come around. And they quit acknowledging him. But, you know, what happens five, six, seven years ago by, and then they just, we'll bring him back for WrestleMania just to say something for five minutes and do a pop and it goes well. So then he starts showing up more. And then Hulk Hogan, who got written out of history for WWE for a brief minute, Royal Rumble came on. Guess who did the cold open? Guess who did the, the vignette? It was Hulkster. He's he there was even a rumor he was going to be in it. Yeah, he should have been doing that live. He's too old. He's you know he's like no, four, the, four the inches shorter. Than he could have done live. Then he, I'm pretty sure I saw a story where he pulled somebody out of a car wreckage in Florida. Yeah, a couple just like a couple ago. weeks ago. Yeah, was that or real? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, was that? Yeah, was it like a real wreck or was it like somebody in a fender bender and he just wanted the photo off? I can't put anything past Hulk. They Hulk Hogan once said he he once said he rested 400 days in a year. Well, 400 times in a year, maybe not 400. No, days. he said it was 400 days because he wrestled in Japan so much. He was flying All past the, the international dateline. So now he's Ric Flair and he's drunk from morning till night. He might be. Dude, I saw this thing, not to change subject, but they were talking about Ric Flair. And they were saying that uh, there's a bunch of guys who had wrestled Ric Flair for two decades. They never saw him drink water. He woke up and his morning I drink was it. hard liquor. Once noon rolled around, he switched the beer. And then when nighttime came around after the matches, he went back to hard liquor. He was the John Daly of the WWE. Dude, John Daly yeah. looks at Ric Flair and just says, how? Like, that's how bad. Have you ever seen the 30 for 30 on Ric Flair? I have. It's I don't know how that man is still living. I, I mean, it's. He should have died a long time ago. I, it, It's incredible. It's like it defies all scientific logic. It, it shouldn't exist. But anyway, that's the, the case with Vince. We'll see what happens, but it's just amazing that there's guys like, and it, it goes to show you like money will buy your freedom and happiness sometimes. Like, I know we don't like to say that because some of us are poor, but let's be honest. Uh, here's if you truth. got Benjamin Franklin in your pocket, it helps you out a little bit. The truth in life, Benjamin Franklin. There's one privilege. It is rich privilege. That is, that is the one true privilege that doesn't deviate any norms. I mean, even, uh, I just keep, if you're rich, you have like a, uh, you're the Teflon dog. I, I ain't trying to make it political, but like, it's no wonder like Trump and McMahon are, are friends, right? Like they, they just, yeah. they just behave yeah. the same way. They do whatever the hell they want to. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't care about their, because they feel like you can just get out of it, but yeah. eventually you're just going to keep digging your hole and it gets harder to get out of. Well, it's the thing. It's easy to get out of when you're 30, 40, 50. By the time you're 74, 75, 80 years yeah. old. Oh, this guy's been doing this for 40 years. I guess we'll get him now. I don't know. So I got a one Mongo moment. Ooh. This one. Uh, we're recording this on February 1st. It is February 1st. Yeah, it's not going to come out for a few days, but uh, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. It is. And you're looking for that gift to get your special someone. This year, you can go to San Antonio and purchase a cockroach and name it after an ex and feed it to an animal this Valentine's Day. How much does that cost? I don't know how much it costs but it doesn't cost enough. You know, we were, we were talking about just the entrepreneurial spirit earlier. Uh, why didn't we have this idea once? Yeah. Why weren't we, why were we not naming cockroaches and feed them to our children? That's a great Mongo's moment. But I've been feeding them to my children for free all this time. And it's got protein. Yeah. Hmm. You know what the biggest scam is in the world for Valentine's Day gifts, though? What's that? Is when that international star registry bullshit started. Oh, yeah. Like, who, like they make it sound like such a big deal. Like, you bought a star and named it after. So, come on. I'm going to, I'm going to buy, I'm going to get a vintage pet rock as a gift. That's going to be a pet rock. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Vintage. Vintage. Like, I'm going to find like one, like a surviving pet rock from the 70s. Yeah. Dude, that probably set you back some serious scratch. It probably would. It probably would. Like buying a bar of uh, Tone Bar Soap. I wonder if... <laughs> You're a keeper of random knowledge. <laughs> get on Amazon. I like the Tone Bar Soap. Listeners, uh, get on Amazon and look up look up a bar of Tone Soap. Do they still make that? 
They do not. And I, that's why it's going for like 50 bucks a bar. Do you remember when uh, the Szechuan sauce at McDonald's went crazy? I do. You know, you you know that biggie? I remember it. Yes. Uh, it was because of the cartoon Rick and Morty. Because there was an episode where Rick was in a dream and it was the only place he could go to get the Szechuan sauce was in his dream at McDonald's because they were doing a um, publicity thing with the movie Mulan. Ah. Yep. So anyway, you could find old Szechuan sauces that were selling for like $10,000 and the McDonald's screwed it all up by bringing it back. And then people would line up. They'd, they'd have like 200 packs and there'd be a line of a thousand people with a McDonald's in New York city to get this damn Szechuan sauce just so they could turn around and try to sell it on eBay. It's a good business. Maybe that's what we need to get into. Yeah. Szechuan sauce. That's that's <laughs> just got to be able to predict the next thing that people really need. All right. Well, you can tell whenever the show's off the rails, we're talking about trying to sell Szechuan sauce and uh tone soap on, um, uh, Amazon or eBay or whatever. And feeding cockroaches to play some NBA Jam. All right, let's go play some NBA Jam. Everybody, thanks for listening, letting us invade your eardrums once again. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This is Chad the Mark signing off for Mongo, Canadian Biggie. Mr. Brown, we know you're dying. Get well soon. The flu is no joke. Get your flu shot or don't. I don't care. I don't know why I said that. Just stay <laughs> healthy, everybody. We'll see you next stay time. Stay your pets. <laughs> Da 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 da